and the freedom and the liberty to still meet in such a manner in a country that, as Brother Buddy brought out, that we live in perilous and trying times. I'm thankful that the light of the gospel is still going out. I'm thankful that it's still having its portion, that God is still sending it forth, and that He's still calling men out to carry His Word. We had the opportunity to listen to some of those brethren, and uh, I love my preaching brethren. Church, we are very blessed to have such men that are capable and uh, so able to discern the Word of God and to carry it in such an ability that God has blessed them. Uh, we are very blessed. But I had the opportunity to get to hear some of them, and uh, they're called to preach. And that is essential. If you're going to stand and carry the Word of God, uh, you've got to have a calling. You've got to have a, a, my call to preach is just as real to me as the time that God saved my soul as confident and as sure as I am when God saved me, I'm just as confident and sure of when God called me. Uh, he placed a, a desire. Uh, Brother Moran mentioned, he said, God put a fire in his heart, a desire to go out and to tell people about a living Savior. And my friend, that's what he done for me. Uh, he put a, a desire in my heart to want to go out and to warn a lost people that there is a Creator and that He made a plan that those that are lost and separated from Him might be able to call out to Him and be saved. And this morning, that's still what we're trying to do. And I want to encourage those of you that have uh, been called to preach, uh, to stay busy, and to be about the Lord's work. And uh, I'm not trying to get on nobody today, but I'm telling you that even when I resigned uh, from Mount Zion, uh, I looked at Jessica and I, I said, well, uh, you know, I don't know, the Lord might give us a little time off between churches, I don't know. I said, I'll just go, and, but I'm going to make this statement. Uh, it didn't take me very long to figure out that I couldn't go very long without preaching God's Word. Uh, that's what He's called me to do, and that's the desire that He's put in my heart. I want to be about His business. I want to be about what He's called me out to do. And He's called me to preach His Word. Now, I realize this morning there may be some that uh, go from season to season. Uh, but I want to say this this morning, if He's called you out, He's given you a desire to talk about and to tell people about what He's done for you and what thus saith His Word. So, I want to encourage you this week to stay busy, to stay in His Word, and uh, to be about His business. Uh, so I'm, I'm not trying to, to get on you, I'm just trying to tell you, uh, brethren, those that's been called out by God, you want to be blessed in this work, we've got to be busy. So, I've had a lot of different thoughts and, 
And uh, my thought this morning is a very simple thought, uh, but it's about, uh, it's what the Lord has given us, and I don't know if we'll be very long or not this morning. I've, I've got just a little feeling, but I need the Lord's help. Begin to think about sowing seed. I thought about this as we come out of one effort meeting, and uh, Effort meetings, we try to put forth the effort that God might uh, give us a revival. And I certainly feel like I've been revived. I don't know how you all feel, but I needed this revival. I needed to be around God's people. I needed to feel His Spirit. I needed to feel His presence. And I feel revived. But I'm also looking forward to our next meeting, if God will allow time that we'll be able to gather together and worship and praise Him. But I began to think about sowing seed, and this is the thought the Lord has laid on us for a few days. I want to take for a portion of reading out of Psalms in the 126th chapter of Psalms this morning. Psalms in 126. It says, When the Lord had turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dreamed. Then was our mouth filled with laughter, and our tongue with singing. Then said they among the heathen, The Lord hath done great things for them. The Lord hath done great things for us, whereof we are glad. Turn again our captivity, O Lord, as the stream in the south, and they that sow in tears shall reap in joy. And they that go forth, and they, excuse me, he that go forth and weepeth, bringing precious seed, shall doubtless come again rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. And I want to stop there for just a moment, and we'll be going over into the Gospel of Luke just here in a little while. But as I began to think about... Uh, what the writer here is saying, he says in the first verse, he says, when the Lord turned again our captivity from Zion, he said we were like unto them that dreamed. He said it was almost as if uh, we couldn't even uh, really uh, begin to think that it was real, what was happening. And this morning as we began to think about what uh, almost all of us had in common throughout this revival, we began to talk about our experience and talk about the trouble that God had placed in our heart. And this morning, if you've been lost and separated from God, uh, certainly you've probably experienced some trouble. There's been some trouble. Uh, there's been some conviction. And I believe that to be the case, that if you're lost and separated, you are condemned. And there's conviction there and trouble there. And uh, he says, but it was almost like a dream. It was almost like it wasn't real. That when you had that conviction and that sorrow, and then God took it away, it was instantaneous. It happened just in the moment. And almost as you would say, uh, just at the snap of a finger. He said it almost didn't seem real what God had done. He said, and then our mouth was filled with laughter. And our tongue was...
Then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. Then said they among the heathen, the Lord had done great things for them. Now this morning, as we gather uh, in the Lord's house, as Sister Kaylee talked about in her song, uh, that we are on holy ground. And that as we gather together, that we lift our voice unto God and sing praises unto Him. I've oftentimes said that I don't feel like I have that talent to sing. I, I, I just don't feel like I was blessed with that. But I'm telling you, there are times that God comes upon the scene. And I can't help myself from making a joyful noise unto the Lord. I just want to sing about what God has done in my heart and what He's done in my life. And when we gather together in the Lord's house, uh, it's not about uh, looking and saying, well, look how well that I can do. Or It's all about Jesus and lifting our voice unto Him and singing praises about what He's done for you in your life. It's about singing and making a joyful noise. That for those of us that have been saved, for those that have had that experience of being in captivity to sin, and yet Jesus has brought us out with His mighty power. He has saved us and delivered us. That we sing those praises unto Him. He said, and our tongue was singing, and they, He said, our mouth filled with laughter. I remember one time we was at church, and Braxton was with me, and I don't remember, maybe Jessica was at home, and there was a lady that had stood up, and she was, she was just happy. There was, we, a lot of time of us old Baptists, we call it getting happy. She said, you know, she was happy in the Lord. She was shouting, and she was rejoicing about what God had done for her. And as she was rejoicing, there was a laughter that come over me, but not in a comical sense that I was laughing at her. I was I was joyful that she was joyful. There was a joy that stirred in my heart from her being joyful in the Lord. And as I began, Braxton looked over me and he said, Daddy, why are you laughing at her? I said, Daddy ain't laughing at her, honey. I said, I, it's, a happy, it's a happy joy. I said, I'm so thankful to see God's people moving and rejoicing about what God has done for her. He said, and the Lord... And then they said among the heathen, the Lord had done great things for them. My friend, today we're still declaring the great things that God has done for those that are lost and separated from Him. That He's made a way for them. And today we're still preaching the same gospel. I began to think about during the revival, the preachers that stood up. And I, I'm still new here, church. So I'm still learning people and learning experiences from past years ago. And it's hard for me to relate when they say, well, this brother or this sister was such a, uh, uh, such a, uh, a pillar in our church, but they're gone now. And I can't relate to that because I don't know them. But I look out today and I see you. And I see today that God has a purpose for you. And He wants to use you in His service that you might bring honor and glory to His name. I can't relate to those things because I don't know them. But I'm thankful that God has made a way and He's chosen men and women to use in His service. 
that he might have honor and glory. They've done went on home to receive their reward. But today, we're here in the present. And I'm so thankful for those that have trailblazed and laid the way for us years ago. But today, we need to concentrate on what we're doing here now in the present. That we are standing and singing the praises of God. And we are warning those that are lost. And we're telling them about the great things that God has done for them. And then they said, the Lord hath done great things for us. So they had a sense of thanksgiving within themselves. They said, not only has God done great things for you, but He's done great things for us as well. And my friend, when we begin to sit back, and if we want to have a worship service, and we want to get down to praising Jesus, my friend, we've got to get down to where we've got a thanksgiving on our heart about what God has done for us in our life. I'm talking about, uh, it's not just a testimony of salvation. It goes beyond that. It goes about each and every day, about God allowing us to, to climb out of bed and have the breath that we have in our bodies and experience the life that we have with our families and giving us this great opportunity this morning. How many of us think that this is truly an opportunity that God has given us to be able to come to His house this morning? It's an opportunity that we wasn't promised, but God has given it to us. And let's take hold of it today. And let's nourish it. Let's love it because we may not ever have this opportunity again. There's coming a day, church, that I'll stand and I'll preach my last sermon. There is. There's coming a day when I'll step foot in the Lord's church the very last time. There's coming a day uh, when I may not have those opportunities again. But I've got right now to stand and preach the Word of God. I've got right now to sing His praises and to exalt His holy name. I've got today. I've got right now. He said, not only has He done great things for you, but He's done great things for me. Brother Strode sings that song from time to time. Count my blessings one by one. Suppose today if we was to start sitting down and counting our blessings one by one, how long would we be here? I would be here a mighty long time. God has been good to us. He says, turn again our captivity, Lord, as the stream in the south. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth and weepeth bearing precious seed shall doubtless come again rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. When I was thinking about these two verses of Scripture the last couple of days, I was thinking about the many tears that's been shed. I'm not talking about in the sense of, well, look at this person and their crime, but I'm talking about the tears that's been shed on behalf of those that are lost. I'm talking about 
getting down and having a burden for somebody on your heart and hey, going to bed with you at night and getting you up. I'm talking about having a burden for somebody where you have to drive to their house and talk to them because God's just working on your heart so much. I don't know if it's been where you've been in that place or not, but it's been that way for me before. I can remember a time that, uh, I, I, you know, growing up, I can remember my grandparents praying for me. And I don't know if you remember uh, that time when your grandparents prayed for you, but we sing a song sometimes that says, Thank you, Mama, for praying for me. And my grandmother would pour her heart out and try to reach the throne room of God. And my friend, those things are precious to me. And we're still doing that today. Maybe not on the outward appearance are you pouring your heart out. But my friend, we need to be pouring our heart out on the inside. He says, he that goeth forth and weepeth bearing precious seed. This word this morning is precious. The word precious means of great value. I've still got a whole lot to learn. But I'm thankful that God has brought me to this point of where I'm at. And I've still got a long way to go. But I'm thankful this morning for the Word of God. And I'm thankful for what it's able to do. I can do nothing. It's not about me preaching, but it's about the Word of God able to cut and to divide. That's what the Word does. When Brother Thomas, I've talked about him, when he was preaching, bless his heart, it wasn't him, but it was the Word of God that convicted my heart. It was the Word. And each and every time that we stand, we need the prayers of God's people. I want to read this portion of Scripture over here in the Gospel of Mark in the fourth chapter. In the third verse, he said, Hearken, behold, there went out a sower to sow, and it came to pass as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and the fowls of the air came and devoured it up. And some fell on stony ground where it had not much earth, and immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, it was scorched. And because it had no root, it withered away. And some fell among thorns, and other thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no fruit. And the other fell on good ground, and it did yield fruit, and sprang up and increased, and brought forth fruit, excuse me, brought forth some thirty, some sixty, and some hundredfold. And he said unto him, He that had ears, let him hear. And began to think about sowing, as you can already tell. But uh, I mentioned yesterday that just because we hadn't seen any evidence of a revival as far as those making a profession, we don't know what the outcome is. We don't know uh, that God has worked on somebody's heart. I have tried to preach the gospel and I've not seen any evidence of anybody making a profession. But I want you to know that it's between you and God. 
And ultimately, I want you to be saved. But my friend, my job, and what God has called me to do, is to continue to sow the seed. That's what He's told me to do. I'm to sow the seed. So our job as a church is to take that seed that's been sowed and continue to nourish it and continue to pray for it. That God would take and give the increase. That He would water that seed. You know, I thought about... Here lately... If you've not realized, we're probably in one of the driest times we've been in a long time. I think they said we're some 10 inches below average for this time of year in rainfall. I don't know how many of you's gardeners. I don't know how many of you's farmers. We planted a garden. Me and Braxton did here a couple, two or three weeks ago. We finished getting everything out last Saturday. I put the plants out and they looked just as good as they could look. Worked our ground up. Got the soil just right. Walked out the other day and we'd been in revival meeting and my cabbage plants looked like they was just withered away. It takes the watering of God. It takes having the ability to sow the seed in the good ground. It takes the church getting behind the efforts and praying. This morning, I don't know where the seed is going. But He's called me to spread it. He's called me to sow it. Sometimes that seed falls on the wayside and the fowls come by and take it up. It falls on the path. The ground's not been tended to. It's not been plowed. As soon as it's placed, as soon as they hear it, Satan comes by and plucks it right out. He said some of the, the seed falls on the stony ground. It can't have any root. Our job this morning is to tend to the ground and continue to plant. I realize this morning I'm going to be done. I've been doing this long enough. I know when I need to be done. Our job this morning is not to save them. We can't do that. But our job is to tend to the ground. Our job is to sow the seed. And oftentimes I need to remember that. I think of Noah preaching 120 years. I believe he, the Bible says he was a preacher of righteousness. And I believe he warned them. Rain's coming. But I tell you what I love about that verse of Scripture over there. It says Noah was the eighth one to enter the ark. And I tend to believe myself personally that he made sure his family was on board. Brother Mike was talking a little bit about that this morning. Church, we need to take care of our soul. 
And we need to do the work of the soldier. And we need to be busy and be about the Lord's work. And I'm talking about myself this morning. Because sometimes it gets easy about being discouraged, about not seeing evidence. But He's not called us to do that. He's called us to sow the seed. Help us to plow the ground. Help us to take hold of the plow and not look back. Help us get down to a place to where we begin to weep. The Bible says that when Zion travails, she'll bring forth her children. There's pain in that and there's agony in that. And if we're not willing to go through the pain and the agony, listen, I think of my wife when she delivered her children. That's something I've never experienced. But bless her heart, I know it was hard on her. But you know what? When they took that little baby and laid him in her arms, she didn't think nothing else about that pain no more. It was all joy. So when you begin to think about the weeping, and you think about those that are lost, you think about the sheaves that God's going to bring in. He does the bundling. He does the big stuff. It's just our job to sow the seed. Tend to the ground. Brother Strode, if you'll be getting us a song. John made the statement. John said, I must decrease and he must increase. This morning, I don't know Church, if all we can do is keep sowing. I know that was just as simple as a little old message, but that's all I had on my heart this morning. Follow the Lord. I realize what the Apostle Paul said over there in the Corinthian letter. He said, I, Paul, have planted, and he said, Apollos hath watered, but God has given me our job is to plant and to water, and God will give you yeah. Let's keep sowing the seed, church, and God do give you Go ahead. 109. Let's all stand. 109.